Hi, Taryn. Hi, Chelsea. Ah, you were close. <laughs> you were Dang close. It. Dang it. Happy Saturday. And hello, friends. Well, How Tuesday for all of you. Doing? Saturday for us. <laughs> oh, sorry. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I mean, we're definitely recording this way in advance and not only a few days before. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Who cares? You still get the Damn. same thing. It's the same content. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? The ones the day before sometimes are a little more chaotic. They're special. Than <laughs> they're, they're very special. Uh, oh, man. How's your day been? It's been good. Nothing like a, a little Saturday. Went up, went climbing uh, with Coleman. Ripped a massive uh, callus off of the palm of my hand. And uh, that hurt pretty bad. But I got, did I say I got lead certified? I got lead certified at the gym. I mean, you told me that, but you haven't told them. <laughs> well, it, I don't know if anyone knows what that means or cares, but basically it just means um, you can climb and like clip in as you go. So if you fall, it's like a much bigger deal. Um, mm -hmm. But I got lead certified at our at our gym that we go to. And I was very scared, but I did it. And I'm very proud I'm so of myself. Proud of you. So <laughs> you're so good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you? How how is your week? How's your day? I have had a good day. It's been busy, and I don't feel like I've been super productive, but I have gotten things done. I uh, got up and I got a haircut today, which I know is not that big of a deal for most people, but I my hair and I have been we we have a complicated relationship. <laughs> I. I love my hair, and as I've been able to figure out my curls more and more as I've gotten older, it's been more fun. But I've never had a curly cut, which when you cut curly hair, you should be, like, shaping it so it doesn't just look like a triangle um, of floof. And I've always been super nervous to get, like, a curly girl cut or just – I haven't known a lot of people that have been able to do it, and so mm -hmm. my hair is just always meh. And I don't know what products to use still, regardless of how many times the internet tells me to do certain things. And so I finally splurged and my aunt has curly hair. And so she, and she does hair. So she cut my hair and I didn't cut off a lot of like the base layer, but she gave me some layers and already, even though I, it's more fluffy and I haven't like styled it yet. Cause I'm going to do a protein serum on it. Um, I already can tell a difference in the volume and like how it sets. Cause before, like you saw me, like when my hair was wet and it just dried, it's just hangs there. Like even though it's curly, it doesn't have a lot of volume, which is I'm, I'm going into way more detail than any of you care about. So I should stop. But <laughs> I got a haircut and they, I'm very excited about it. And I love getting haircuts. It always feels so nice. And it's been over a year. I, yeah, I, I need to, get better about doing that. And then afterwards I went and did my sister's nails and then I went and got a pedicure, which I have hey not done. I think since I got married, I could be wrong. I could just be forgetting a time, but it was COVID. And so we were going to do it while you were up like, here and we didn't. And yeah. I don't know what to do with my nails are a hot freaking mess. You should go. <laughs> anyway. So I got my nails done and then Chelsea went to Barnes and Noble. So I had time before we recorded and I washed my car, which has not happened. Like my, here's the thing. <laughs> I, 
if I keep up with my cleaning, my space doesn't get messy. Like if I keep picking up, then I'm fine. If I stop picking up and go a few days and a few things are left in my car, it will be months before I clean it. And I know, I don't know, I don't know what that, I don't know why. I don't know why I do that, but I had so much garbage in my car. I've never been that person for all the years that I've owned a car. I've never been that person for some reason in the last year or so. It's just, if it's a mess, it's a mess. And so I vacuumed it out. I washed it and I threw all my garbage away, found 15 water bottles under my chairs. I don't know why when not? I even drink plastic water <laughs> bottles. They were there though. That's anyway. how our kitchen Again, is a freaking, yeah, it's like our kitchen's a freaking <laughs> hot mess right now because the, uh, the water pipe is broken. So we can't use our oh, sink. Yes. We can't use anything in our, like any know, water in our kitchen. Gross. It's so gross. And so anytime we cook anything, I'm always trying to figure out how to do the minimal amount of dishes. Um, but then you like cook something and if I want to clean it, I have to take it to my in-laws side of the house, which mm-hmm. is fine, except for I don't want to. Um, yep. So then I just leave them there and then Coleman leaves them there. And now we have a million crusty, disgusting, bad smelling things in our kitchen. And I literally, I said to him yesterday, I'm like, can we just throw the whole kitchen away? Just throw it all away. <laughs> can we just burn it? We'll just, we'll just fresh start. It it's we fine. don't need any of this. <laughs> yep. Um, I feel that deep in my soul. Stuff in the sink, it's too much. Like, and I just don't want to touch it. It's so gross. It's so gross. Yeah. Anyway. What else have I... Did I do anything else today? I feel like I've been up for so long, but I also feel like I did nothing. I also had to brave Costco on a Saturday. Chelsea was in my ear the whole time. I was like, ooh, good luck with that. Also, I didn't tell you this yet. Um, so I was really excited for this weekend because I was like, I have nothing. I like intentionally am planning nothing for this weekend. So I like won a cracker barrel for the first time yesterday, real good. And I was like, I don't have anything planned for today. We can record whenever. And then I got a text <laughs> in my I have a group chat with all my cousins. And uh, turns out today I had one of my cousin's baby shower. Totally forgot. Didn't go. And cousins on my other side were doing a little reunion get together. Told them I would go and bring a side. Totally forgot. Didn't go. <laughs> so both sides of my on your calendar. <laughs> I do usually, but apparently I didn't for these. I don't know. I just was like all excited because I was like, I have nothing going on. No, I had two, like two things. Different sides of the family, one on my dad's side, one on my mom's side. Didn't go to either of them. Um, so this is probably why my extended family thinks that I'm antisocial, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope Just, they know for all of them that listen that you chose me over all of them. I it wasn't That's intentional. What I'm in this situation. <laughs> I just was like so excited. I'm like, slept in, went climbing, I read a book this afternoon, like just been like chilling. Wasn't doing anything. Could have gone. Um, just didn't. Forgot to put on my calendar. So it didn't didn't quite happen. But whatever. <laughs> so. That's amazing. I mean, sorry. That's unfortunate. But it also makes me feel better about cause, me because I do that all the time. <laughs> I've had to I'm be so pretty good about good. I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. I, I feel bad. But I'll make it up to at least one of the side my, one of my cousins is in um a play and i'm going to the play on thursday she's oh yeah um, the main she's the lead in 
the uh, she plays Mal in a Descendants musical. in a Descendants play. So they adapted. It's like all three of the Disney Channel Descendants movies, like mixed it's together. All three of them. Well, it's got elements of them woven throughout. Okay. Into this one play, and she plays Mal, and I'm so excited because I love Descendants and. <laughs> irrational amount like it is not i should not like it as much as i do but uh guilty pleasures right there so i can't really get like i liked descendants but i couldn't really get past most of it <laughs> like it was just i think uh, i hate that i'm aging and i look back on those things and i'm like even two years ago i would have thought this was amazing and now i'm like ugh, youth. No, it's here's the thing. I watched it with a couple of my friends. We were having a sleepover and we binged it like super late into the night. So we were very slap happy and we got like really into the music more so than is like rotten to the core, core, Core. rotten to the core. Yep, yep. We like (laughs) took a break in between the second and third one. And was like blasting the like all of the soundtrack as we were like going to Sonic to get slushies. Oh my we're gosh! Like, Who could ask for more? I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh! I probably should be more embarrassed about this than I am, but whatever. No. Don't be embarrassed. It's amazing. Oh, sorry. Before I switch topics, that's cool. Anything else you'd like to say on that on that topic? Nope, we're good. What were you so excited about? Today, when my aunt was cutting my hair, this is not exciting for either of us, but if anybody who is listening is into spicier things than me and Chelsea, okay, (laughs) my aunt was telling me about there's an app, kind of, it's kind of like Netflix where it's a movie streaming thing, but it's called Passion Flicks, and it's about what you think it is when I tell you that there's an app called Passion Flicks. But so I don't know who makes the movies and stuff, but it's like those way spicier like books that you see all over TikTok and stuff, but they make them into movies. Wait, like based off of the books? Yes. Oh, so she was like, there was one, I can't remember what the title is, but there was a book series that I recognized from seeing it on TikTok and there was a movie, like a trilogy. Like they had made all what? of it into a movie. Passion flicks. So if you now. if you like that <laughs> stuff where it's did you see the I can't remember what account the book uh I can't remember the account. I I'm gonna remember after we're done recording. They're doing like, can we define what spicy means? Yes. You <laughs> because said everybody that has a different me. definition of spicy. I'm talking uh-huh. like five chili pepper, five pepper level spice movies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, my aunt this thought my aunt wanted to share that as a PSA because she found it through TikTok and it's she loves it. She's found some of her new favorite um, actors on there that she thinks about as she reads some of these books. So. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, what are we here to do today? <laughs> okay. We are reviewing The Assassin's Blade by Sarah J. Moss, which is the prequel to Throne of Glass, which we reviewed a couple weeks ago. We're, we're sorry for doing this so soon, but 
I'm not sorry, but also we reviewed Throne of Glass with my friend Paige over at A Court of Book Addicts, and she's doing a giveaway. So yes, go enter her giveaway. Go I actually think it's going to end. She has a. Oh. It's going to end the Monday before this comes out. But still, go don't follow go, her. Don't go enter, but go follow her. She has a way better feed than we do. She's got some she just beautiful hire her to pictures. Take pictures for Honestly, us. though, I would. I would. Probably be a good idea. Nah, because we'd post it and people would be like, <laughs> people would be like, this Wait. looks too put together for either of these two. <laughs> I'm going to stick with taking pictures of books in the same spot every single time. Every day. Every day. And then I might move one book just to see if anybody notices. Ooh, that'd be a fun game. There you go. So if you have not read Throne of Glass yet. Here's the thing. Since this is a prequel, there's really no way for us to review this without spoilers for the first book. Right. You know what I mean? So this is um, Selena Sardothian. She's introduced in Throne of Glass. She's our main character, along with a prince and the captain of the guard. They're great. I love them. But this, this book is a collection of five short stories of things that she did before Throne of Glass. And what's really cool is these stories are important to read because a lot of these people or all of these people that are introduced in these stories from her past show back up Mm -hmm. in future books. And that's not a spoiler because it's not spoiling anything because you don't know how they're going to show up, but they show up and it it, I don't it's even beautiful. know how to explain it. It's like watching a TV show and having like somebody from the first season like do a cameo. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know who they are. Yeah, this is this is one of those things where like technically you do not have to read this prequel um, book. Mm-hmm. But I would strongly, strongly recommend it. Or I'm requiring it. Or there will be moments where like I can tell that like. There's a backstory here, but I don't know what it is. And you can live without it, but I do think that the quality is a step down because there's kind of, there's several like full circle moments where you're like, oh my gosh. And even though it's a collection of short stories, they follow consecutively. So it reads just like a book. Yes, they are chronological, but it's like a year passes or six months pass and then we're on to the next story. Or actually, not even that long. Not even that much. No, the first to the second one's about like three months. A month. It's one month. Oh, sorry. It is one month. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm bad at days. So it's one month, and then the next one, she's like on her way to the next story. So it does go by pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. You have to read it. I'm not even... It's not an option, okay? If you're going to read it, we suggest reading it after the first book. Because yes, while the stories in here don't become super relevant, 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 (laughs) relevant until like book three or four, it still gives you more of a backstory and helps you know why she is the way that she is. Part of the prequel story is just it's devastating and it has made her who she is. Yeah, well, because obviously because it's a prequel you know that this story ends with her going to the death camp because that's how the first book mm-hmm. opens. It opens with her in a death camp. So you know that this prequel is going to end poorly and that's not a spoiler. 
But man, the journey, guys. <laughs> oh, it's heart-wrenching. And it gives so much context for who she is and why she is the way that she is. Um, and there's even, like, rereading Throne of Glass this last time. There were a couple of lines where I was like, oh, I didn't catch that the first time. But, like, the reason she's, you know, hesitant in this area is because of this story that we, you get context for. Um, so I think I do think it's very... Oh, my gosh, guys. And I... Oh, honestly, the hardest thing for this episode is not is making making sure the spoiler free section and even the spoiler section don't go into spoilers for the rest of the series because it's so easy because of the way <sighs> that these stories are written and how they're supposed to prepare you for future events. Mm-hmm. Just read it. You just have to read it's it. So good. I I knew exactly what was coming, and I still cried. I still cried in this book, like. Not as bad as the first time. Like, the first time I read it, I was a freaking hot mess. I was sobbing and I was mad at you because I'm like, why did you make me read this? <laughs> this time it was just a couple tears. But I was just like, my heart, my heart hurt so badly. Um, but it's highly, highly recommend. Um, five, five star book for me. I love, love, love this Here's book. the thing. The whole series is a five-star series for me. While some of the books aren't, like, my favorite. Like, we've talked – I think we talked about that in our last episode. It does get a little lengthy in the middle of the series. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's worth it. And shout out to Kylie. Kylie, keep reading it. Do okay? it. She's <laughs> she's reading Throne of Glass right now, and she messaged me and was like, I'm having a hard time. I'm like, please keep going. You have to. So this is your personal shout out. To the it's world, worth Kylie, it. you can do it. And we'll, when you finish it, we'll send you something. We'll do something for you. It might just be another cup of coffee, but I'll do something for you as a reward. Yeah. I've, I. And now it's out in the universe. I can't take it back. <laughs> I feel like the this whole series, I just adore it. I adore it. And the characters are so well written and I think that's my favorite thing about SJM is she writes like pretty good plots but the characters you just you can't help but fall in love with all of them and or hate them if you're supposed to hate them (laughs) but I have some choice words that I'd like to say but (laughs) yeah characters yeah overall five star book it's phenomenal because it's short stories it is a little bit more like not it doesn't flow the same way, but it's but intentional. It's not, like it's not supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so <laughs> because there's that's really all we can say without talking about it. This is the end of our spoiler-free section. Thank uh thank you for being here for 15 minutes of us just talking and five minutes of us actually talking about the book. <laughs> um go read Throne of Glass if you haven't already, then go listen to our previous episode. Get up, boost up our our listens. Also, oh, before we move on and some of our friends leave, we posted about it. Chelsea and I decided we're going to write a book. I don't know if you will ever listen to it or read it, but we're going to do it. And I'm really excited. And I think our story is pretty good. Pretty good. And pretty good. (laughs) And don't worry, there are dragons. (laughs) 
I did we talk about this in a previous episode? I think we I did. Never remember. Okay, but I'm going to tell this story again because I still think it's okay. funny. I originally sent Chelsea the idea, like, "Hey, I think we should write a book," and this is an idea that's been spinning around in my in this old noggin for a while. And Chelsea's first, like, I swear it was the first thing you said. That's cool. Can we add dragons? <laughs> and then it didn't work at all. Like, we had to completely rework the plot. I like the new plot better anyway. Because that old plot was literally, like, 14-year-old me. But it's fine. I love the new plot. And I want to make you a shirt that just says dragons, question mark. Like... <laughs> I just bought I, a sticker. It could mean so many things. I bought a sticker <laughs> for my Kindle, guys, and it's an outline of a dragon, and the background is like, and within the outline, it's just a bookshelf. It's just a bookshelf in the shape of a dragon, and I am like so it's you. freaking excited. I'm so excited for this sticker. I'll post it when I get it, but <sighs> I'm so, yeah. I anyway. um, I bought my Kindle today. Good. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. What case did you end up getting? Case, yeah. That yellow one. Just in, in show of my Hufflepuff pride. Hey yo. I'm making a note to our t-shirt ideas. Dragons? Question <laughs> mark. I'm gonna make you this shirt. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shirt ideas. I'm here. We've for made it. one of them. Just for us. <laughs> I still think our Chicken Lives On t-shirt is the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Every time I wear it, at least one person looks at me and is just like, what? (laughs) Sure. I'm like, you don't don't need to know. (laughs) It's the most niche thing that I own. There are probably like 10 people in this entire world who understand (laughs) what that's from. (laughs) I freaking love it, man. I love it. Okay. Bye, friends who don't want spoilers. Now go read Throne of Glass. All right. Chelsea, sound the alarm. All right, guys. I cannot wait for our... We I know we make a comment about this every single time, but I cannot wait for our one-year anniversary episode next month where we do a compilation of all of our alarm noises. <laughs> They're so random. They're so random. I love it. It's it brings me joy. Okay, Chelsea, I think can we just go through each of these stories one at a time? Yes, I yes. feel like that'll okay. be the easiest way and the most accurate way to actually review all of these. Okay. Um I don't even know where to begin. Okay, the pirate. Honestly, I feel like um the assassin and the pirate king are like um it's it's like an exposition story, right? Where you meet Selena, you learn about Ben's death, um you meet Sam, freaking adorable Sam. I, ah, and it's not a spoiler because it's just in this book. When Sam dies, I know no. that's at the end, but that picture that Paige sent I us. I will never share that with another human being because it hurt too much. I will never post it because a year and a half later, I wanted to cry in a parking lot. Like I, it was devastating and I hated it. Sorry. Sam at the pirate place. <laughs> I got too emotional for a minute. Well, and it's super interesting because even between like the beginning of this and Throne of Glass, like you, 
she was such a punk 16 year old like there are moments where i'm like yes. girl girl you need to calm down like you are 16 That's years old half like, of the series <laughs> I know, but I feel like she, not in the same way. She's like arrogant in like a, a no. more toned down way. And I feel like I she uses her arrogance to just piss people off. Like, yes. I don't even feel like she's always actually that arrogant and confident. It's just a persona. And if I'd had the life that she had had and had been trained the way that she'd been trained, I probably would act like that too. But also- Almost as a defense mechanism. This scene, it's at, it's at the end where she's talking to Sam and she asks him what his biggest secret is. And he asks her and she's like, her biggest secret, she said, is she's like, I'm, I feel like I'm a coward. Like, I'm just constantly afraid. And I, I think I'm actually a coward. And I was like, oh, oh. that's not your biggest secret, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, Chelsea. I mean, it's very heavily hinted at. I know, book. but we can't talk about it yet. I know, I was very, I was careful. I was careful. I was careful. We're going to have to beep some stuff out soon. Oh. Um, I love, what's his bucket? Rolf. Rolf. I actually really <laughs> like him. When I, he shows up later, I think he's freaking hilarious because he's just this dude He's not that old. He's like, I think they talked about how he's probably late in his 20s. Like, mid to late 20s. Yeah. And I love the moment where she takes off his mask and he's just like, are you fetching kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, like, seriously man. right now? Um, I just feel like this is where you start to really see this weird morality thing within Slana where like, she's an assassin. Like she murders people. No problem. But you can see, like, underneath that all, the humanity in her. Where she's like, I give clean deaths. Like, I, I'm i I'm better than this. And she goes through so many roles throughout all of the books that right now her role is this cocky little 16-year-old assassin who's been trained by the best of the best her entire life. And... Or almost her whole life. And I don't know. I just, I, I do love seeing, like you were talking about, I love seeing her finally like show some humanity because I don't even feel like she shows a lot of it in Throne of Glass. Mm-hmm. But that's because of the lessons she learned here where she, because of set of events that are triggered with what happens on the island, with freeing all of these slaves, leads to... You know, her being sent to the desert leads to mm-hmm. her realizing that Arabim's the freaking worst hum- human being on the planet. And eventually to Sam's death and her imprisonment. Like, all mm-hmm. of this is started with her standing up for things that she believes in. And I think in the future series, it also explains a lot of why she's hesitant to do that again. Mm-hmm. Because of all of the damage and heartbreak that came... Yeah, and that's why it takes such um, large events to get her moving on this path. (laughs) Yeah. Good job. Good day. That was like so hard. (laughs) I also love in this first story, her bickering with Sam. Also, (laughs) Sam, um, Sam's an angel and too pure for this world. And I will avenge his fictional death. 
Oh my like, gosh, I... he, he deserves so much better. Yes, especially 16-year-old Selena. He deserves more. Yeah, he honestly, like the, I... He doesn't get the chance. I love <laughs> Selena, I do. But she was not good enough for Sam. <laughs> like, he he's just... Oh, yeah. And he was there for her, and he's so cute, and I just love him so much. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My personal favorite story, though, is the second one where she gets sent to the Red Desert. Like, that's my favorite part like, of the, the story. The second story where she's in the Red Desert, or where yes. the stop where she where she meets Irene. Oh, no, when she's in the Red Desert. Okay, so the third story. The story with Irene is good, but I, I it's less happening. That was the only story where I felt like you wrote this just to introduce this other character and it mm-hmm. didn't feel needed. Obviously it is because like we said, all of these people show up at later parts and Irene is obviously going to, like she's going to play a part in future events. And I actually super love her character in oh, the future. Yeah. So it was fun going back and rereading it, being like, oh, sweetie, I know all the things you're going to do. Your potential. Super fun. You have no idea. Like- <laughs> yeah. And and again, I feel like it's another way to show Selena's humanity mm-hmm. of recognizing her situation and feeling, feeling like she's almost stuck in a different way in, where, in the situation that she's in. And she has the ability to get Irene out of that situation. And yes. so I think her leaving the does she leave the brooch? Is that what it is, or the money? She I leaves can't money and the brooch, I believe. Okay, so she there you go. Sorry, I wasn't wrong. Um, with her leaving that and getting Irene out of that situation, I think again it just shows how she cares about people and she's obnoxious and rude and cocky because that's what she needs to be to survive. But when push comes to shove, it's her, her humanity that wins out. Like even when. Yeah. They come back, they're facing Arabin, and she knows, like, he's he's mad about mm-hmm. her throwing off this deal. And she thinks that he's going to hurt Sam. She moves to, pro- like, protect Sam before she gets the living daylights beat out of her. Um, mm-hmm. And even when she's going through this like cloud of anger over what Arabim has done to her, not knowing what's going on with Sam. She's been exiled to the desert. She still sees someone in need, sees the intelligence in her eyes and helps her. She didn't have to like, she didn't have to. No, not at all. Like she saved her in the alley, but that was more for her own personal, like I need a fight thing. Mm-hmm. But like, she didn't need to save. She didn't need to leave the money. She didn't need to. I don't know. I, I love I love that moment of where she's like, you know what? I can help her. And she I think it says like she feels that tugging like in mm-hmm. inside of her that she's like, I should help her. And I'm like, yeah, you should, because you are secretly a good person you and you don't want to admit it. Like Yeah. Yeah. Everything everything that happens in the Red Desert where she I feel like is her first glimpse of happiness and contentment out of life since she was super young, I also feel like is key. Like, the ugh, the scene where the mute master, like, raises his hand and she flinches. And, like, he just looks at her so sad. And, like, 
oh, and she's just, like, happy, and she makes a friend with Ansel, and, like, Elias is interested in her, and they're so cute, and she, like, is growing and learning, and that betrayal from Ansel also breaks my heart, and her waiting the extra minute, I was just like, ah! I agree. <laughs> I don't feel like I have, like, uh, I have so many feelings, but I feel like I can't express half of them because they're spoilers for the future. I think that Ansel's character arc and her, this like her, the projection of her story is also very interesting. She's a very intriguing character to me where there is this betrayal, but she's going to be very helpful in the future. And I think it just proves that her relationship with Selena wasn't fake. I think it was like, it was just a plan that she'd already set in motion. And then she had shown up mm-hmm. and just happened to be in the middle of it. So it wasn't personal. No, well, I'm like, but it's still, still her. Ansel like straight up, like murdered her own boyfriend, but she, you know, knocks Selena out, drops her off in the desert. She like does everything. <clears throat> keeps Selena out of it. So she does like so much to keep her out of it and protect her from it. But she's such an interesting like foil to Selena's character where they've both experienced these unfortunate situations where they've turned to being an assassin because they have no other choice. And Ansel has chosen to let hatred and anger control her actions and I think the mute master even says that to her, where he's like, look, you need to, like, you need to recognize that in yourself, and how are you going to cope with things? And she decides not to let that be the controlling factor in her life. And, oh, man. And then she goes back to Rifthold, and Arabin, I just want to strangle him! I hate he's, him! I hate him. And I hate him more in future books. Like, he is one of, if I had to make a top 10 list of book characters that I truly, deeply um, hate and would poison, it would be him. He's up there with Umbridge, in my mind, is, like, one of the worst. Yes. Like, even down to, like, later in the book, where he shows up at, like, she pays off her debt, she pays off Sam's debt, they move into the apartment, he shows up uninvited, Knowing that he is, like, mentally contaminating it for her. And, like, tells her that he loves her for the first time ever, even though he's raised her. And she's like, he knows that I've spent the last, like, decade of my life, like, looking for that approval and love from him. And he's using it now because he knows that I want to leave. Like, he, oh, he's just so manipulative. Like, and, like, oh. Him at the end being like, well, has, have you told him where you came from? And then separately going to Sam and being like, ask her where she comes from. And I'm just like, it's just trying to pit them against each other. It's so manipulative. But Sam's too And then their weird relationship of, like like we were talking about earlier, of father, daughter, but mentor, student, but also lover question weird romantic thing i hate it it's so gross it's so gross and him using all of her money to like win lissandra's bidding 
It's so gross. Ah, it's so gross. Ugh, I hate it. And I love Lysandra's He's, character. I love Lysandra! <laughs> like, I, you know, she's Which, annoying in this, but... Sorry if that's a spoiler, but she, again, she's gonna show up, and her character arc... Oh, I love Lysandra. I hate her in this story. She's the worst, and I'm like, you're... Don't like you. Don't like you. The redemption. The redemption of Lysandra. But, yeah. Like, re rereading the story... Um, is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Like from Sam saving her life to hit like their conversation where he's like, "I didn't want to tell you because like you came back and I knew you were gonna choose him," and she's like, "You idiot! I'm gonna choose you." And then they kiss, and it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, oh it's fine. And then she finds his body. It's not even. It's not. She doesn't find his body. She, I mean, I mean, when she sees, when she sees him, that like is when hard, she sees it's, him it's all the hours before that kills me, like rereading it where he's like, I'm going to do it on my own. And she's like, okay. She's like, I have always been like Arabim's protege, like the number one, like I can let him have this moment. Like, and so she's like humbling herself, lets him go alone. And then he like, doesn't come back. And she goes out looking for him. And she's like, I probably just missed him. He's probably back at the house and like, goes back like, and then he's not there. And like those few pages of just her, like going out looking and coming back to the house and going out looking and like multiple times convincing herself that he's fine and that he is back at the house and they're going to make it. And then she gets there and, and the door is open. And- and she's so excited. She's like, oh, the door's open. He's home. And then it's Aerobin in there. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Like, it just. Are you okay? It, no. I like. It, it's so heart wrenching. Like, more so than watching him die. That living with her in that moment of not knowing and the sense of dread that you feel alongside her is it's crazy good storytelling. I hate it, but mm-hmm. crazy good storytelling. Yes, I agree. And I feel like I keep saying that, but you keep explaining it way better than I just I just than, finished uh, it like 2 days ago, so I'm still like very high on my injustice because Arobin yeah. is like such a greasy repulsive dirt bag he and like, is a sociopath oh 100 100 like, i and like even the way that he manipulates her into going to seek revenge to betray her but then she just like refuses to admit that it was him like her point of view she's like mm-hmm. it had to have been someone else he would never he would never and then yep. it like cuts to him on the rooftop with Ferran, and he's like, yeah, I, that was the deal. And he's like, I thought you were going to go save her. And he's like, why did you do it? And everyone's just like, I just don't like sharing my belongings. And I was like... <sighs> he... He's all the bad words. Like... All of them! I, I just... There's villains, and then there's, like villainous people that are they're just evil like he you know it's why it's like the same thing as umbridge it's the people that like aren't technically the villain of the story 
but sh- like are, you know? Where they're just. Yes. <sighs> I hate him so much. And he's a disgusting snake. And I would like to murder him. That is all. How, how, do, how do you really feel, Chelsea? <laughs> I just feel like villains who are manipulative are the worst kind of villains. Where they, like, the fact that he, like, tricks, like, he plays them. Plays mm-hmm. them so hard. And they think that After they're fighting him. raising them. Yes. And that's what one of the trippiest things is for me is he raised Selena. And Sam. And to, and Sam. And so to have them be a part of, and like watch them grow up, train them. And I know he doesn't have a heart, but like to have those experiences with them just to be like, meh, you may be mad. And it's like, done. it's not even that he had like Sam killed. It's that he had Sam killed by the most sadistic man in the city. And then, like, had the audacity to show up at their house and say, I'm sorry, as if he feels bad at all. Like, the number of times reading this book where he manipulates her with, like, just his facial expressions. Where he, like, mm-hmm. lets a small amount of hurt show in his eyes. Where he's like, I would never do that to you. And she's like, oh, like, I, I hurt his feelings. Maybe he does care. Yeah. But no, he's just... <sighs> Oh, 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 guys. Oh, guys. <sighs> Welcome to our Arabim um, hate, hate channel. Yeah, yeah, I have, I just have a lot of strong feelings towards him right now, and none of them are positive. Not one. But it, this story does introduce so many good characters that you won't appreciate for several books. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's just so good. And part of me is like, I just wish she had stayed in the desert. Her life would have been so much easier. Like, the silent assassins would it have, have been? It would have a little bit. It it would have avoided some issues, but then she wouldn't have been able to develop the relationships with the people she need needs know, in the future. I know, but I agree with you. I want her to <sighs> stay there and be happy and run 30 miles in the desert. <sighs> Just breaks my heart. And the mute master was like such a cute father figure to her. And I... I feel like he's an underrated character. He was so cute. And he had like I a little him. bit of a humor for someone who like does not talk. He just had such a good sense of humor. <sighs> Which is amazing writing on um, Sarah's part of like having somebody who doesn't talk, but we feel so connected to them. Yeah. To him. Is there anything? I feel like so much happened, but also I feel like we've talked about the most important parts. Yeah. Honestly, I feel Unless like I'm forgetting. And then she she meets the king. And the, like yes. the only thing she says to him is to make it quick and he's like, "How about a slow torturous death?" <laughs> I'm like, "You're the worst too. You are also the worst." And <laughs> finding out like later that he when we find out in Throne of Glass when um when she like tries to escape and they don't kill her, 
that like he really did want her to just work herself to death. Like he didn't want her to have yeah, that he, chance. Well, and I think you do hear, I think it, it is mentioned in this book where he gives Lori's like, she okay. should be kept al- alive for as long as possible. Like as long as humanly possible. And I'm like, you guys are the worst. Also, I do not understand why Aerobin did not go save her from that camp. But I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't understand anything that he does because why well, maybe many things, but I'm not a psychopath and I'm not <laughs> insane. So I'm glad I don't understand why he didn't go get her. I just, I think he wants it as another. Just wants her I to suffer. As, as continuing punishment, she might be thinking that entire time, is he going to come and get me? Which just that thought alone would be torture to her. Because would she be excited that she was out? Would she be mad? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's that conflict. And he didn't even have to do anything to make her feel that. You know what else, though? I I wish that we saw more of the suit that was made for her in this book. Because that was such a freaking cool suit. And Yeah, we don't get a lot of it. It does come back up, but not... Which isn't it? What does that tell you about the story, guys? Nothing. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> no Don't one was getting that mad. out, Chelsea. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel like you oh. would be editing it, being like, eh, "Is this too much?" No, 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 no. But you know what we did talk <laughs> about is Kale and Dorian and their cameo in this book. Oh yeah, were they? Oh, I forgot about that. Were her and Dorian? It's like such an, a cliche iconic where she's like kind of drunk, and they like make eyes from across the ballroom, and he like strolls up and asks her to dance, and Sam is like, "No, <laughs> she's mine." And then I so- yes, I forgot about that. Oh, it's so cute, and the way it's like not like technically con like. It doesn't explicitly say that it's them, but it's totally them. It's them. It's them. It makes me so happy. Okay, okay. One more thing. At the end, when she is in prison waiting for her trial, and she can, like, hear the guards talking about her, and they're like, oh, the captain's going to be so mad he wasn't here for this. And I was like, oh, Kale. Oh, Kale. He will be there. He will be there for things in the future. He will (laughs) be there. And they're like, I don't think it's really her. She's too young. And I'm like, "Mm, she will kill you for that. Why don't you go check? Why don't you go check? Go in. Test your (sighs) luck. Open the door. I dare you. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I, I feel like this is such a good insight into her childhood, growing up in the Assassin's Keep. Her arrogant style as a 16 slash 17 year old. It's just really, really well done, and I think it provides some very important context for future books, which is why it is a required part of the series. That is all. Not optional. I'd Not like optional. to repeat that as often as can. The people here have already read it, though. Yeah, that's so probably, yeah, whatever. I don't need to harass you. <laughs> Thanks for reading it. Proud of you. Well, Chelsea, we will review crown of midnight Midnight? that's the next one right crown of midnight is the next book we're gonna have a special friend i'm so excited whenever (laughs) we get that done 
probably it'll we'll release that one as a bonus episode because we do have everything planned out. Yeah. Um, for the next couple months, but we'll release that as a special like Thursday episode or something. Cool. And it will be beautiful and amazing. And we get to meet an internet friend. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, Chelsea, thanks for being here. I I like talking to you. And I know we talked oh. for like an hour and a half before we recorded, but it's fine. It's, it's, fun. it's never enough. It's never enough. <laughs> never enough. Um, what should our friends eat this week? Popped corn. Popped corn. <laughs> yes. Why do you say popped corn? Um, because I spend too much time with Coleman and he can never call something what it actually is. And so I, he calls I it actually popped corn. Okay. <laughs> well, go eat some popped corn. Maybe get some of those seasoned shakers. Personally, like the kettle corn one makes me happy. The white cheddar one is also very yummy. I'm more of a classic um, butter person myself, but. Well, me too. But I was adding <laughs> options. All right, all right. Just in sorry. case. Sorry. Yeah, let me add options, Chelsea. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We appreciate every single one of you guys. You're the best. A lot. A lot, a lot. Your homework assignment is if you have not already rated and reviewed our podcast on Apple Podcasts, I think is the only one that I know of that actually does reviews and stuff. If you have not reviewed us yet, please go do it. That would make me very happy. Um, you have no idea how happy. One, we, we cry <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, go do that. If you don't follow us on Instagram, go ahead and follow us. And then just be our friends and message us. And then maybe we'll surprise you and ask you to be on an episode with us in the future. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> cough, cough, a few of you. Okay. Well, Chelsea. Have a wonderful week, guys. Here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.